Hey, it's day 10 of Summer in the Psalms here on Amen, Brother Ben. We're going to be reading from Psalm 26 through 29 today. Thanks for coming back. Hope you're enjoying this Psalms series. It's, um, it's different. I got to admit to you that one of the challenges of me personally, um, reading through the Psalms and then doing a set of podcasts on those Psalms is that there is a fair amount of, you know, with poetry, not every, not every line can be quantified. Not every chapter and verse, uh, can be, uh, logically unpacked. If you know what I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of like our emotions. Because again, this is an emotional book. And so sometimes we fall back into some of the same laments or some of the same celebrations. And even though we've done it before, it, it happens again. Now, me personally, this may not be an issue with y'all, but as I read through the Bible, the, my favorite parts of the Bible are where my nerd brain can get on a passage and uh, use what the, the fancy uh, theologians call exegete which means basically just take the context and the the intent of that verse and really pull it apart and break it down and examine it. Um, and that's a lot of times what we do on the podcast. Uh, you may not even realize that's what we're doing, but that's what we're doing. Is I'm finding a verse and drilling down and taking it apart and sectioning it up and, and really examining it and give, getting all the goodness out of it that we can. But with the Psalms... Sometimes, and again, this is why probably growing up, I, I told my crew on Sunday, I think the Sunday before last, when we opened up the series, I said, I got to be honest, for a long time, I didn't know what to do with the Psalms because I, I was like, well, this this is, you didn't you just complain about that in the last Psalm, right? Um, and, and reading these Psalms that were written over a much larger amount of time and reading them back to back um, can sometimes, you, you just got to be prepared to not get jaded and to not just check a box with these, right? And really see what God wants you to get out of it. That's why for a lot of Bible reading plans, I don't know if you've noticed this, if you've ever tried one of those Bible in a year plans, you'll read some Old Testament or some New Testament and you'll read a Psalm or a proverb or something like that uh, to kind of break it up and break up these books like this. But we are I think going to have a lot of benefit from just really digging into these Psalms. And if you're following with us today, you're supposed to be reading Psalm 26, 27, 28, and 29. These are not really long Psalms. Um, so that's why there's, there's four of them in, in today's stuff. Uh, but these are more Psalms that are written in the midst of tension and trouble. So by the way, if I sometimes I lose the line between what I actually have said in a podcast and what I've just thought while reading it. So there might be some themes that we uh, kind of repeat during this process. Um, that's okay. If you go, wait a minute, didn't we talk about this in episode whatever? Don't worry about it. Yeah, probably. Uh, maybe you needed to hear it again. Just just warning you, because again, Psalms can be repetitive. Uh, but we these sections of Psalms that we're reading today, uh, they come from a place uh, where where the psalmist, whether it be David, or I think David wrote all these, um, but he needs help. 
He needs some assistance. And so a lot of these psalms are spent talking about specific ways that that God can help, if whether it's um, asking for specific things. Because, by the way, if you really need help, um, you're going to ask for specific help, I've noticed. Like, that's when you know it's really going down is where you're like, Lord, I need this, 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 and this. Like, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And that's what David does in Psalm 26 is I need you to, to declare me innocent in front of my enemies. I need you to, you know, and he goes into detail about the things he doesn't do uh, and the things he does so that he, you know, he will <laughs> try to qualify for God's help. Although we, we all know that that wasn't necessarily why God helped him. Uh, but uh, the next Psalm or two talks about uh, the, the way that, that God does help. And, and some, my favorite passage out of all these Psalms is the beginning of Psalm 27. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come devour me, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Through a mighty, though a mighty uh, army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I'm attacked, I will remain confident. And then verse four is, is the telling verse that, that I love so much. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me when there, when the troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. It reminds us that, yes, God can help you in many ways, but the best protection and the, the thing that we should desire most is God's presence. That we, we, again, this is a recurring thing in the Psalms where, the answer is not necessarily supernatural deliverance from whatever situation you're in. It's hiding yourself in God, hiding yourself in God's presence, uh, because in his presence is goodness in him, in his presence, uh, sin cannot get to you, so to speak. And so, yeah, I know that we're not literally in his presence right now, but the best answer that we have for the struggles in our life, for the challenges for the the enemies that are after us is to hide ourselves and and be a part of of God's house right and hide ourselves in him and and that's all David wants I just want to be around you God I just want to be with you and I it's so rare for many of us in in this distracted world around us and I get it because there is a physical separation from God but spiritually and emotionally, um, God is offering his, his nearness, his closeness. Um, by the way, that's why we do still stress obedience. Yes, you obeying God and you following his commands doesn't earn you God's presence, but it certainly helps you get to his presence, right? Um, it's, it's not a qualification. It's not a, a job promotion type thing where you're like, well, I did these good things, so you have to do it. But God offers himself and his closeness to people who obey, to people who do the things that he's called them to do. And there's a time where we feel God's closeness more, right? I don't know about you, but when I'm in God's word specifically, I feel him more. I feel his presence. I feel his wisdom. I feel his comfort. 
you know, the, the song later on in a couple, I'll probably revisit it here in a couple of Psalms here. Uh, Psalm, I believe it was 34, uh, talks about how he's really close to those that are suffering, those that are mourning. So in the times you need him the most, he offers an even closer uh, proximity in your spirit to him. And so um, that's that, and that, and that kind of goes on throughout this, the next couple Psalms here to kind of highlight the different ways that God is God and he offers his presence to us and what that means and uh, you know what that doesn't mean. And, and he, David describes some of the people uh, that act in ways that, that make them enemies of him. Uh, and then you finally see in Psalm 29, just straight up worship. Don't skip Psalm 29. I know you can relate to some of these other Psalms too, but Psalm 29 is just all about us recognizing who God is. And I think that's a central part of this process too, um, is when was the last time we went to God uh, and, and all we requested was to be close to him and to worship him. So if you put together that first part of Psalm 27, plus the whole of Psalm 29, where it's just talking about honoring God and, and talking about the different ways that God is so awesome. Uh, when was the last time we did that? And we went with no uh, preconceived ideas of what we're supposed to get out of the time or, or requests that we're just waiting to ask him. And we just worshiped him. So read Psalm 29 to end off your, your reading today and just take some time to worship him. Describe to him who he is. If you're journaling through this and writing, just write the different things that you think about God. It'll be an exercise in worship. It'll be good for you. And it will, not just for you, it will be good for God because he loves that. It honors him. That's what he wants. All right, we'll be back for more Psalms tomorrow. Have a good one.